Shut up and sit down. You're very wired all of a sudden. I, I told you what happened, right? I took pre-workout this morning and then I didn't work out. And for people that don't speak is, personal trainer, I what took, is that? I took um, a supplement that contains like as much get caffeine the, as like... Get closer to the mic, Adi. I took a supplement that contains as much like caffeine as like three cups of coffee. Oh, shit. And then just fucking didn't do anything on it. God. I haven't been working out. It's not like I've. Been, it's not like I've been a fitness guy for the last two years. I haven't been working out, um, but I'm like trying to do what like the normal amount of things that it takes to get back into it. Yeah. And so I took this pre workout, and uh, now I'm like fucking jittery. Wired. I'm jittery. As well. yeah. <laughs> you want to go for a run? You wanna... I'm not a cardio guy, but I do need to start running because I I uh, I have I, I, like I feel kind of un not in shape you know how close are we you look like you're in shape i'm I'm like i'm not like yeah like we were talking about this actually in the car ride over i um i feel out of shape for me but like i'm sure all three of us are in better shape than like 80 percent of the population you know what i mean like are the average what is the average body fat percentage now in this country is like 30 percent which is fucking ridiculous um i get uncomfortable when anybody says you look like you're in good shape I don't, I don't want to hear that. But it's also your posturing. Like we were talking about that on the car ride over. Cause you don't take a, uh, you don't, you don't like stand tall or like, you don't like puff out your chest and shit. You're not like sitting there. Like you might have good posture, but you're not like posturing yourself as being, I work out three times a week kind of thing, but you do work out three times a week. And I try you, if I'm doing Do people do that. Do you think the guys who want to do that, do they walk around like, like on purpose? Oh, of like, course. You think so? Oh, think absolutely. Dude. It's a, it's a psychosocial thing. It's wow. like bodybuilders. Um, in fact, body, like people that are amateur bodybuilders and people that are professional bodybuilders have very, very different gates and ways of walking because, uh, bodybuilding is it's like so hard to activate muscles like your rhomboids and things like that Mm -hmm. that are deep in your back um in order to do it you can't stand with your shoulders hunched like if you do that you're going to have a hard time activating those muscles so you have to sit with great posture you have to walk around you have to not like walk around like this and like waddle around but you have to actually the thing that you're saying like this is your arms your shoulders forward your shoulders forward so what happens is that shoulder pronation causes your lats to tighten up and also your anterior deltoids to tighten up so then you start to have issues pressing overhead you start to have like mobility issues um you don't get shoulder pain dudes that dudes that dudes that work out their upper um like they'll work out their front delts but not their rear delts so they automatically have pronation then they start to have like neck issues because there's no support there um or in my case i have like my back tightens up a lot it's always been a problem for me so i have like neck neck issues and it's like a whole thing so why did you not work out after taking the thing you know there's a gazillion reasons i uh 
I am, I've just had a really stressful week. So I took the pre-workout, checked my email, oh, and then just <laughs> my morning, my morning got started, you know? Oh, and so, yeah, so I uh, didn't really eat a breakfast. <laughs> and so I'm like on a shit ton of caffeine with nothing in my... <laughs> <laughs> you have no food? Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's and um, uh, this is actually kind of on topic. Uh, certain at cer- there's certain times when I'll, I'll be functioning, and I'm like having like the everything's going great. Like I'm I'm not uh, I like it's depression wise. Like I don't have I'm not like I've got plenty of stress and anxiety and things like that going on in my life, but I'm not having a depressive episode right now. However, whatever little anxiety is functioning within me, loss of appetite. You know what I mean? So like I'm not, I haven't been eating as much for the last couple of weeks as I normally do. So I've lost a little bit of weight and like, so little things like that. And but you're, And you're clinically depressed. Yeah. Which I'll get, I'll get, let me get to. So um, in your guys' last podcast, I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. <laughs> It wasn't our last, by the way. It was uh, yeah, okay, last time you talked about depression ago. on this podcast. Yeah, which was several oh, Yeah, several months ago. ago. That was maybe our, one of our first. The very first. One, yeah, one, of the issues, one of the issues that I took with it was that um, you guys took a very, very specific sliver of depression. I don't think that I did. And, okay, okay, fine. You <laughs> took fine, a very specific fine. sliver of depression, which is such a wide family of disorders. And... Um, and then represented that as being like uh, uh, like a larger case of everything. And also you painted depression and anxiety with the same brush where they're not. And um, they're, 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 they're like, um, they're like uh, the, f- the flu and, uh, and a cold, right? Often you get flu and you also have cold symptoms and often you can have a cold and get flu like symptoms or like the flu and bronchitis where, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they're not the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, it is, it is very common and very possible to have symptoms of one without having symptoms of the other. And it's also just as common to have symptoms of both, um, or one leading to the other. Um, you guys said that depression isn't, or you said depression is not a disease and there's a logical fallacy in that argument because depression, you're right. Depression is not a disease. Um, but what you said was depression, uh, is not a disease. Uh, and that a disease is that is a malfunction of the body, which is kind of in a broad stroke. True. However, uh, a disease is, is that's true. Dis- dif- disease is a malfunction of the patho pathophysiological part of your body. A disorder which is what depression is, is a malfunction of the neurophysiological sure, sure. part of your body. So it is still a physiological, dis- it's like a malfunction still. And, and so what your argument was last time is that it, when you have depression, your body's not malfunctioning, but it is. It's just a different part of your body. So it can't be categorized as a disease, it's a, a disorder. And um, like the thing that you, you left out is that um, like there are things that trigger depression, such as anxiety or extraneous things in your life. But like as a person that has depression, I will be having literally, there's no identifiable triggers. Um, the weather will be great outside. Um, I'll be really in a good mood. It could, it could be like a festive time. 
Um, like I could, I could have gone out and had just an amazing set the night before and like been healthy and like not drank anything. And I'll wake up and I'm physically not, not emotionally, physically having trouble. Um, my vision is off, like my ability to comprehend, like my ability to take in thought is off. I like when I am working out sometimes, uh, I will have trouble, um, lifting the same amount of weight, um, my cardio will be off, um, and things like that. So, and that, that, that's one of the things that affects my workouts. Now there are triggers in your life that can trigger that kind of thing. Um, there's people with seasonal affective disorder. That's one type of depression. There's people with, um, like CTE, right? So concussions. I, I remember what my life was like before I got concussions. I've had like several. Um, and I remember a difference (laughs) and I, I think it happened over a period of time when I was in high school. So I know what it was like to not wake up feeling that way. And it's not like every day I wake up feeling that way. In fact, most days I don't wake up feeling that way, but there are specific days or weeks where I'm just like, holy shit, I'm unable to take in like knowledge right now. I can't read properly. Um, it, it's kind of similar to, and, and, and depression, the thing is we don't know that much about brain chemistry, right? So I'm like ranting right now, but we, <laughs> no, no, no. it's because you're so depressed. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Let me first say that, uh, you know, the whole point of this show is to question mm. things that people normally don't question, right? Mm-hmm. So we say inflammatory things <laughs> on purpose, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm like that in general, you know, what I get excited by taking this thing that everybody doesn't want to talk about or everybody takes as gospel Mm -hmm. and then saying, oh, what if that's not what we think it is, right? Yeah. So I'm not trying to, like, I certainly don't want to be, like, undermining your condition or anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I don't want to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you're wrong. You know, like, you you know yourself Mm -hmm. better than I do, you know, and and, and you have your your own thing. Um, So is what you're saying... Uh, do you think that your depression is caused by concussions? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about, a, first of all, there's very different types of depression that people deal with, okay? But um, I, um, now, in, now that I'm, I'm, I'm 29 years old, okay? When I was, uh, when I was 16, 17 years old, um, okay, when I was like even younger than that, throughout my life, I didn't start having, um, no, like, like when, even throughout my life, like up to a certain point, I didn't suffer from seasonal affective disorder. I got a bunch of concussions and then, uh, now I do. That's one of the triggers in that California. can trigger my depression, even in California. Wow. Um, yeah, like that's another myth is that it's not like seasonal affective disorder is, um, caused by changes it's not like it's not like oh the seasons are changing it's like di- specific settings changes so if there's um all of a sudden more light in the sky or all of a sudden it gets colder so it's just sudden changes so i grew up in kansas so the seasons in kansas are severe and i didn't get it there you know what i mean and then i did start getting it 
um, all after of a, the, all of a sudden after the concussion. So I do think that the concussions contributed, but you know, and I haven't gone through like a ton of MRIs or anything like that. I, you know, there's other people that have had that, but you know, like the way that, um, do you, are you guys familiar with like what's going on in the NFL right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, the, mostly via the Will Smith film. Yeah. Concussion. <laughs> I didn't see it, but Neither um, did I. I'm just yeah. referencing it. I, there's just so much research that's being done. And what we're finding out is that we don't know shit about the brain. And the problem with um, other disease or other disorders and other just malfunctions of the body is that, um, and versus malfunctions of the brain, is that you can operate on someone while they're alive and you can figure out what's going on while those all those cells are still alive and everything and with the brain um you can't really find out that much about a person until already until they're dead or um you know you can operate we've we're doing now we're finally in the last like however many years we've been able to operate on people's brains while they're alive and get out brain tumors and things like that but we're that's all so new to us that we we just don't know that much yet. That's true. I mean, that's definitely true. Although, <clears throat> you know, there is no um, physiological mm-hmm. depression, right? I mean, that's not absolutely there is. No, but I mean, like, there's no physiological test for depression. Absolutely, because because uh, it, again, it's the problem with calling it depression or whatever is that, or call. It, I think that like the way that we categorize depression as a i guess culturally uh, as a society or whatever is like if you look at commercials for depression they show like a little like smiley face person with a cloud over them yeah like raining so down ridiculous. on them and so okay i feel foggy i'm not sad okay i'm having trouble like i actually feel like there's a fog over me but there's other people that i know that have depression they don't feel that way they're sad. They're whatever. There's other people that I know that they have trouble, um, that have depression and they have, they start seeing spots and shit. So there's so many different types of depression that you, um, you can't really, you can't really say one thing is causing it or another. Like, um, there's, there are studies, like you said, I think last time you mentioned that, um, there's studies that suggest that um, serotonin isn't the cause of depression or like chemicals aren't the cause. Well, that's true and false. Individual chemicals in certain cases, like in certain cases didn't cause all types of depression, but there's so many different neurotransmitters. And so you could be off in one thing and not be off in another. You could be, um, and they do the tests individually based on just like the, like the ones I've I've done a ton of research on this too. Like if they're testing for one, they're testing for serotonin, or they're testing for whatever, and they weren't de- able to induce depression on people. However, that's also difficult because the way your body interprets neurotransmitters is different. Everybody's different, so there's just a lot, a lot of like lack of meaningful research there. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm a. Uh... One of the questions I have is about, well, like, how does seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. impact you? Like, what is that? Well, it's uh, I, uh, it's just one type of depression. But yeah, it's a thing that you have. Uh, like, what? It's happens? a trigger. So, so, so what happens? Um, it and it it'll absolutely depend, but like on what the con- what what is within the seasonal change, what's triggering it? But it's it's 
it's just a trigger to my depression. And so, so I will foggier. wake up, I'll wake up and I'll feel foggy. I'll have, it's not just like I'll feel foggy. Like it could hit me in the middle of the day and I'll, it's not just that I feel foggy, but I legitimately feel, not just feel weaker. I am weaker. I'm having trouble. Um, I'm having trouble taking in knowledge and I'm not like sad or anything like that, but it'll all of a sudden happen. But couldn't there be other, like seasonal affective disorder is the one where I'm always like, that's, 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 that seems like not a real thing. Well, like, I, it seems like an overdiagnosis of the way that uh, people get affected by times of the year. Yeah. I, I mean, look, right? I, I think Couldn't that there be other factors that impact. There's so many, there's so many factors. I think that seasonal affective disorder is, it's probably, um, maybe the seasonal change is, and again, there's like, I don't have that kind of research on this either. Um, yeah. but there's, you must, but my, my thought, this. my thought it's process. Research, yeah. Right. My thought process is that, uh, it's a, it's a trigger. So whatever kind of depression you have and whatever d- symptoms that depression is giving you seasonal, uh, the seasonal changes is just one trigger. So it's being treated for that trigger. And for those, those people, people of a very specific type of symptom and people of a very specific type of trigger. Like I'm a guy with a lot, a lot of things can trigger my depression. So like the way I treat it. And I think you mentioned this in, when you did it, not, so not everything he did was bad, man. I'm not all oh, just calling you out. You're not, not no, going to no. hurt his feelings. Oh, Don't yeah. worry. No, no, no. Um, so He's happy you, somebody listened. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so one thing you said last time was that uh, you, um, what you would suggest for somebody that has depression is that they um, understand what they're going through and then go through it um, and kind of take control of it. And I like that. But it's oversimplifying it, obviously, um, which is totally, I get it. Um, but I I would say that that is absolutely like understanding what your triggers are, um, knowing that you aren't ever going to have a complete understanding of that. You know what I mean? For people with uh, seasonal affective disorder, those aren't their only triggers. So um, I'm a person that I choose not to treat my depression with drugs. So I don't take anything for it. I, every once in a while... I will take a St. John's wort. I really don't know if it helps or not. It might just be a plus, like when I say a placebo, there is a St. John's wort does stuff to you. It helps you take in, like it, it helps you regenerate your neurotransmitters basically. Uh, but does it really help? Actually, honestly, I don't think it does. Yeah. Um, I have just for me, I'm sure it helps other people. Like, but you're, since your depression is fogginess, like would, what would you take to fix that? Well, it's not just it's not just fogginess. What else but, is it? Well, like it's like I I feel weak. I feel unable. It's not. I just feel I am weak, and I'm like I'm I can't see right. Um, I have trouble um processing. Yeah, my brain. I know what my brain functions at normally, and then I know what it's like doing. You have one of these like episodes. So yeah. it, it's traditional not, depressing the drugs that are given to people with depression. Is that would that help you or not yeah that's a good question i like again i I I don't don't know any i wouldn't i genuinely don't know the answer to that because i've never taken any of them um but i do know this like i uh i do like i know people that um have depression and they smoke weed yeah and it helps them and i know people that have depression and they smoke weed and it makes it 10 times worse i when i have when i i don't smoke weed because or i i'm not like i 
I don't have a problem with weed and I can from time to time, but I find that I get really, really bad pot hangovers, whatever it does to me chemically, it does cause me to, it's a trigger and it causes me to have. See, it sounds like what you're describing though is not really what me or most people mean when they say depression, right? I mean, it sounds mm. like it sounds like you had some concussions and then you have this lingering sort of condition that involves like loss of faculties sometimes. No, no. But that that to me like I you'll that's be not so really what I, I don't I don't think like I, I see what you're saying that like that's a type of depression. Mm -hmm. And I dig that. And in terms of what you're talking about, like obviously I don't think what you're making up mm -hmm. what you're going through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's quite different than the traditional paradigm of what we think of as depression, which is I have low neurotransmitters, you know, like, oh, mom's mom's sad because she can't produce enough serotonin in her mind. So she has to go take these pills. Right. I but, mean, I think yeah. that's that's like the type of depression that I'm referring but, but to. But that's what mean? exactly what I'm saying is that that's like a systemic miscategorization of, of depression. The word depression. Of the word All depression. Right. Well, then, and that's fair. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that yeah, because yeah. then it's like, it's yeah, hard to, I, I'm yeah. sure that, that, yeah, there's, there are some clinical conditions that are swept into the depression mm -hmm. label that, uh, uh, are, real conditions right yeah, i mean yeah. I, I have no doubt of that you know my my uh my mom had a manic episode that was completely you know i was there it was real yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it was it was a real thing and i'm not i'm not suggesting that 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 kind of things don't exist the way i'm approaching this is that for many people and i would say probably i mean in my opinion the majority of people mm -hmm. There is a incentive to control people's moods, right? There's an incentive for the, the, I don't want to say the government, but like the, the, you know, the like, there's Big an incentive brother. for the, for the me mechanistics, mechanistics, the establishment. Yeah. I don't want to say, I'm trying oh, to avoid man. saying that too. I'm just saying there is a, there's a big incentive to control people's moods. Right? Well, absolutely. And, and when I see all these people gobbling up these drugs that are, they buy by uh -huh. the way uh -huh. from the establishment, yeah. right? Yeah. They buy them from the establishment and they, it makes them completely docile i mean these things it makes everybody very like okay i'm not sad everything's fine because i can take this pill mm -hmm. and to me that's not depression that's social control that's like a very obviously a method of controlling well, people you're you know? talking i mean you're talking to a guy that doesn't medicate for yeah it, no, okay true. so um the number of people that okay like i i completely agree with you on what you're saying about how we treat it as a society, because I think it's, um, they're, we're doing it wrong. And I think that in terms of, uh, like, look at the way we talk about, look at the way people treat depression, right? How many people do we know that like abuse Xanax or yeah, Zoloft or whatever, but people like take it recreationally, right? So, so look at the way that people medicate on weed or, yeah, or, or alcohol. Or alcohol. Yeah. 
uh, like who like I drink recreationally. I like every once in a while, like if I'm drinking, I'll smoke cigarettes recreationally. I will like every once in a while, I'll like do a like, you know, I'll like hit a bong. You know what I mean? Like I will smoke weed recreationally. I'll do whatever. I'll eat an edible or whatever. Yeah. Um, But what I'm trying to say is that just because I'm uh, doing that or whatever, I'm not treating my, I'm not doing it to treat anything. You know what I mean? I'm just doing it for, for fun. Um, or because I like the temporary feeling that I get out of it or whatever. Um, but there's also like a, um, I think that that's a distinction we have to make, right? Because there's people that they're not treating a disorder or a disease or whatever they're treating, whatever it is in their life, they're treating a symptom right or they want to feel a symptom like they're yeah. addicted to a symptom so those aren't people yeah. those aren't even people that may or may not even have depression exactly. right yeah, well, so so yeah yeah so saying. that's and i agree with you there yeah. like i think that i think it's an abused um it's an abused thing like but in that sense okay uh, there's so many things that we can't explain that are real disorders um like mi- migraines right <laughs> yeah like, we don't yeah. know what causes migraines and that's yeah. real yeah um real. we don't know what causes seizures yeah right um my dog <laughs> My dog, <laughs> my dog gets seizures. Okay, um, the treatment is I give him three phenobarbital pills every morning and two in the evening. Okay, Ooh, wow. phenobarbital is a pill that uh, like I'm limited in the amount that I can get at a time because humans abuse it. It's just yeah. things that humans yeah, abuse. Yeah. You could have so, a little uh, business. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, Fuck this. And uh, <laughs> it, it, right, and it's. Like it's yeah, I've got, yeah, I got a shit ton of feminine parvital. Yeah, but, what are you but that's doing? Boy- <laughs> it's time comedy. Personal <laughs> it's so expensive, by the way. It's so fucking expensive. Even oh, if- are you? A, is that your job? What? What's what is your job? Oh, I'm a I, I work for like a media. Co- I work oh, for okay. a YouTube network. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, right, right. But I, I was a he's a personal trainer. No, no, I was I was a per, I was a professional personal trainer for like two and a half years. Oh wow. Uh, but my background is in um, comedy and marketing and nice. uh, and media. So um, I did that, and then I was personal training on the side. I moved, uh, I'm a good example. Actually, I'm a really good example of this because I've had to be on a lot of different types of medication because I, I came out here and I was doing stunts and then oh, uh, I was doing personal training. And, uh, so I've t- put, taken a lot of supplements, um, and experimented with a lot of things. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, like, no, I mean like protein, oh. creatine, uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing, not roids, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, uh, like I, you know, testosterone boosters. Absolutely. Like, um, really? You yeah. taking that stuff? Um, it's in a lot of pre-workouts, so you don't even know you're taking it. And then all of a sudden yeah. like, you'll buy a thing and you'll be taking it and you'll be like, come on, guy, like, feel, feel like, or <laughs> you know what? Not always though. I, I, I have a funny story that I, uh, took a took a testosterone booster by accident and then like it was my birthday that night and i like ended by like yelling at everyone and just like, raping going just, on a rape <laughs> rampage no but like i you know so i like, you know like like well like the girl the girl i was dating <laughs> at the time and i broke up we broke up that night oh, and then like bro. got back together in the morning but like yeah. you know i like any you know kind how much of money i would pay to either have been present god. or watch a video of that <laughs> oh my god just going on a rage because first of all i'm not i'm a very laid back personality i'm 
I'm type A light. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm into sports and I like to win and I'm like that, but I'm also like, yeah. I'm a comic, you yeah. know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting on anyone or trying starting fights and yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of, in terms of how, like even, even hormonally, we, different people's depression causes them to hormonally shift right so uh in some men um like depression can lead to erectile dysfunction it can lead to a whole bunch of things anxiety too anxiety is similar in that it can cause those kind of things it can cause uh uh, you know anxiety in women can cause miscarriages and shit you know like so you know i've been down the Mm-hmm. The anxiety hole, right? Yeah, and, and I was having physical symptoms. I yeah, had these rashes that like cut yeah. out of nowhere. For sure, man. I, I I'm not saying that it's not real. What I'm saying is, I don't think that that is your body. It's your body malfunctioning, but it's also doing it for a reason, right? It's your body. It's like, okay, it's very different to say like, okay, I, I have concussions and then now I have like fogginess that happens every day mm-hmm. versus somebody who's having one of these depressive episodes where they can't get out of bed or they're, they're really like just in a totally terrible uh, mental state, right? Mm-hmm. And even if they are having physiological symptoms of that, I don't think that's the brain not working the way it's supposed to. I think that's the brain working the way it's supposed to. Those people are just taking a quick way out. They're saying, "Okay, I have a oh, I have a disease. That's why I feel this way. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong in my life, because then that would be hard. I would have to actually change something." They're they're saying, "Oh, okay, I just feel this way because I have a chemical imbalance in my brain," and that's exactly what, uh, you know, a controlling mechanism, which is the you know, whatever the establishment is, wants you to think because it wants it. It doesn't want you to think I'm unhappy because I live in a shitty society Mm -hmm. or I don't have the things that I need to make me happy. All I do is fucking go to work every day and come home and jerk off and go to sleep. They don't want you to realize that that sucks. So they say, oh, there's something wrong with you. Take this pill. You'll feel better. You know, I mean, look, I I completely agree that there is a misdiagnosis. It's like um, depression is is and I I don't want to I'm not saying depression is the new ADD, but I like ADD. Remember, do you guys? Yeah. yeah. Well, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember? Like, were you a Ritalin baby? No, I mean, I was I was diagnosed with. A bunch of different shit, but mm-hmm. luckily my parents never. Did you? Were, gave did me you ever take? Okay, no, so I was pre ADD being a thing. Okay, how old are you? Thirty. Thirty. One. Okay, and all right, so I'm I'm 29. Yeah. So, um, I did. I got put on Ritalin. Oh, for shit. for for a few years when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I got put on Adderall. Um, and um, the the symptoms were different for each drug, but also or like what it did to me. Um, I didn't. First of all, ADD is such a like a 
the most overdiagnosed thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, it's like get better grades. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was a four-year-old in first grade. Okay. I turned five during the year. I was just young yeah, and, and stupid. I'd gone exactly. to a, a private Montessori and then got switched to a public school. I'd never like <laughs> just yeah. the, like there's so many things going on. I never had a real, uh, recess with like on on a football field before all yeah. of a sudden we had a baseball diamond and kickball and i was like what, what's going on like yeah, there's so much going there's so there's so much different stuff and there's i was just in a different situation and at that time school counselors and whatever just took the first piece of knowledge and they convinced my parents who i was their first kid and they were panicking um and they just put me on ritalin and what ended up happening to me is that I would have these ridiculous, um, like mood swings and episodes of of weird anxiousness, but also anger. So I, so I taking cocaine every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You were like, coking yeah. out your little yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and obviously, first of all, I'm also a developing kid. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're like, throwing off my chemical balance right there. Yeah. Um. So I, I, the idea I that like little kids are supposed to function in an adult way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and like if, if, they, if you, you know? can't learn this very specific way, then yeah. there's something wrong with you. And I, 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 insanity. I believe our, I believe our learning, I, I believe our education system is not catered towards little boys. Like no, we've ruined not, a generation exactly. of little boys. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, there's an entire generation of, I think I, okay, I was, I was a, I was a varsity tennis player my freshman year of high school. Wow. I um, played what a bragging going yeah. on. Yeah. 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 I don't give a fuck. You just keep sliding. Yeah, in fucking, I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best ever. You know Brags. what I mean? Uh, what else have I bragged about? Have I bragged about a lot? Oh, the stunt thing. Every once in a while, you just throw in. Yeah. A little, well, like, okay, like just we're so gonna make know. sure you're okay. depressed. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I'm still a comic. I still have an ego. I'm still a narcissist. Yeah. Um, Aren't we all? Uh, no. Okay, fine. I mean, like, uh, yeah. Keep in mind. I'm not doing any of this shit anymore, okay? Because I fucked it up. <laughs> like, um, but what, were you, what was your point about varsity tennis? Okay, my point. My point is that my point is that okay, uh, yeah, you fucking derailed it, dude. I was making a good point. Yeah, go ahead. Point. Um, is that I was on varsity. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> like the point is that I uh, couldn't go. I like I was pretty good, and I I ended up having like muscle spasms in my back. Um, but that's not the reason I quit playing is the reason I quit playing is because I realized I wasn't going to be able to do it in college because all of the colleges I wanted to go to had cut their men's tennis programs. So unless I wanted to do it for like a club team, I wasn't going to get like a scholarship on tennis. And I was like, well, if I'm not getting a scholarship, fuck this. But it, cause it's cause of title nine, yeah, title nine. Title nine. Yeah. And like, that's just one example. Like the way that we um, force people to attend lectures. Like, like the educational system in Germany is a lot more vocationally based, which is why what, German engineering, German, everybody's bragging about German engineering all the time, right? And they do have, like, as a country, they're outputting some of the best engineers in the world because their engineers are learning in a more vocational environment. Um, it's just more conducive I think to the point male of this brains. Was that, yeah, no, the point of this was about young men. And that's something yeah. that I actually hear a lot. That's a yeah. big thing in MGTOW. Yeah. Is, uh, 
Oh God! Yeah. Big town, yeah. Yeah. No, big no, town. no, 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 no! Coming down the big town, right, right. Uh, That a big thing in big town is. Uh, I love women. I'm a feminist. Podcast audience on. He ends up getting sucked into. I'm a feminist too, in so far as I believe in gender equality. Yeah, I'm an equalist. Yeah, I don't like the branding. Is, oh, I hate marketing. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. No, anyway, but uh, that's a big thing that they talk about all the time is that young boys are supposed to take risks. They're supposed to be, that's how they're meant to develop Mm -hmm. and that's how they find their angles, right? There's actually research coming out of UCLA right now, which is great, which is this woman who's literally like like mapping adolescents' brains and she's shown that they like need to take risks. It's like you can't develop into a full like an independent adult if you don't do these like ridiculous things as Mm -hmm. a kid right especially young men and it's true like we do everything we can to like force them into this really like feminine way of learning which is like sit here okay this sounds sexist not feminine but more like not masculine control yeah like a hyper controlled way of learning like be good. Don't talk I'll, back. Don't like you wrestle gotta, around. Don't well, touch each other. I'll, you know? agree yeah. that, I'll agree with that. And be, just because I always feel like I'm telling summer camp stories, but I had this period of my life <laughs> where all I did was I watched family development because that was what my job was. And we'd have these kids that would come to camp and the parents would be like, well, he's going to go on a drug vacation. So he's he might be a little, cause they would, they'd come to camp and they wouldn't take any of their, their, uh, you know, they're 80, they're Ritalin or they're, oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was a drug vacation. So, so these kids would come to camp for however many weeks and they'd be off their medication and everyone would be like, oh, he's off his medication now. But they were just normal kids. They just, you know, you just fucking tire them out and they were fine. Yeah. It was very easy to like deal with the drug vacation. Yeah. All they needed was activity and like, you know, some physical interaction that wasn't stuck in a classroom. My elementary, my first elementary school that I went to, uh, for first through third grade, I, and I want to, I, um, at first I was a good student. Um, and then I quickly deteriorated as a student and, um, why, what happened? Because I like the, I mean, as I grew and the way that we're, our learning changed and what was expected of me changed. I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up with it. And so I, um, would always test well, but always, always fail projects. Cause I just couldn't do it independently like that. I didn't, I couldn't sit down at, uh, at a, um, desk or a computer and just be expected to only read this many chapters yeah. or only do, you know, okay, our assignment is chapters one through three. And then in this book chapters, you know, four through seven. And I'm just like, no, I, I started on one through three. I got interested. So I read the whole book. I didn't read that book because I was busy reading this book. And just, um, there's so many things that we, uh, we try to force students into a specific path of organization. You know, it's the yeah. same. It's, it's not just that one set of learning is screwing over men and, and, uh, helping women there's also ways in our education system where we screw over women too and i and you know it's 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 both ways but i every kid in my class that at this elementary school that was exceptional in a category i don't mean that in a good way i mean that they just weren't ordinary they weren't like your typical student every boy was on drugs 
they were just on Ritalin. Like we, I remember the pill line. Whoa. Like we were all, we'd get in line and it was me and, and the kid that was like a Star Trek fan. And then the kid that was a really good guitarist and the kid that was really good at football. And it was just all of us in a row. And, and, um, it was boys. It was all boys. Wow, and it was crazy. just like all of us that were kind of, kind of different. That's what on their, their medication vacations. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. yeah. The girls. It, uh, it's, they had other things they were yeah. taking. And like, <laughs> we don't even, like, we're the first generation, right? Where, um, or I guess the generation right before us is the first generation where, adult women have been like taking or girls teenage girls have been taking birth control so in another 30 40 years we're gonna find out what that did to people we're gonna find out what uh you know just all kinds of drugs have done to people as a generation there's all kinds of really cool studies about what like birth control does hormonally and it's so weird to think about we have an entire exactly we have an entire generation of women who are taking estrogen pills yeah it's like why can't we take taking, roids? Like, imagine oh. if we had a tired generation of men taking testosterone pills. Mm-hmm. Like, how weird, like, society would be because of that, you know? It's crazy. I, you know, yeah. Gracie was on it and went off of it. And there was, like, you really could tell there was, like, a difference. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a real what difference. Was, I don't want to ask what the difference was because that's... I don't know if you're authorized to give personal details not like sexually but no i just, just mean like in general like i don't know if she wants us discussing well, her medical yeah so, uh, hippo we're making more, like all kinds of hippos more, so like you know when you're taking estrogen all the time your body thinks you're pregnant all the time oh, so isaac it, has paperwork he's spreading it out for us to look at oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're looking at some paperwork right yeah. now he's got her documentation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um it makes your body think you're pregnant all the time so you uh you know, she has always been like, you know, very like doesn't like to get out of bed in the morning is like, you know, always tired. I don't think I've ever gone a day without her saying, I feel t- so tired. <laughs> you know, um, there was a funny reductress headline that said, woman has headache and doesn't tell anyone about it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How does she do it? <laughs> <laughs> And Gracie's very much like that. Like, there's always some thing she's going through. But when she stopped going on it, I did. The, she said, like, I, you know, I actually feel much more like vigorous in the world. Like, I feel a lot less uh, like, you know, I need to be like wrapped up in a blanket all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I noticed it. It was like she really is more. Like less, uh, you know, I need to be like curled up asleep all the time. You know what I mean? And it's because, yeah, you also it has weird uh, effects on attraction. So like they did this study where I told you about this, right? They smell the shirt smell study. I think I vaguely remember this, but so basically, I, I long story mean. short, they figured out that women who are on birth control are much more attracted to men that are genetically like them. Okay, and women off birth control are much more attracted to men who are genetically very different from uh-huh. them. Because it's like when you think you're pregnant all the time, you want to just be like nesting with like familiar shit. Yeah. Whereas when you're off birth control, you want like to get fucked by a big black guy, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> unless you're a big black unless you're a big guy black woman, or yeah. And then you big want to black white oh god. <laughs> ah, I take no ownership of what was said in the last 10 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Anyway, so uh it's weird, you know? It's it's definitely what we're doing to ourselves with all the science. It's, 
That's my attempt to wrap this. No, up. I no, I, I I I like I completely agree with that element of it that it's, we're. The thing that's interesting to me is I, I don't have any of this. Like you went through an anxiety episode, you have depression, and mm-hmm. I don't have any relatable comparable issue like the closest i have is family members that oh now who's bragging disney it's not bragging but ah, it's okay, i think so well I'm, my whole I, life is perfect yeah. i've never I, my I, teeth are perfect i never wore braces my, no, i think kidding. that's one of the uh, i think that's one of the problems that exists because you know if people don't have everybody's like broken their leg or like had some kind of injury or whatever so they can understand the physical mm. ramifications of that but when they don't, and we're just talking about this kind of in the abstract, because not everybody goes through mental illness issues, or not everybody treats mental illness as the same thing. Like some yeah. people just battle with it, and they're just like, it's just this my thing that I have to deal with. Maybe I do have mental illness. Yeah, the you fuck probably knows? do. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, it, the, the, exactly. That's how you can't tell, because some people, it's like, oh, you know, maybe they're really depressed, but that's why they're yeah. a genius. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Like, I, I, um, I, I fight it every day because I do stand up comedy. And I have functioned throughout the last five years with the belief that my depression is the reason that I am a good comic. Yeah. And that's may or may not be true. I have no evidence to suggest that. I, uh, in fact, I got into a conversation with another comic with depression who treats it. And he was like, no, dude, I started taking medication for my depression and I just started putting out more material, better material. I got way better as a comic. Your depression could be holding you back. Yeah. Um, that's, that's always so it's 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 very. I mean, it's case by case. We just don't understand every all the diseases that exist. And absolutely, I believe that we're overdiagnosing them. So coming back to kind of the, our initial point, it, it I think it's irresponsible to say that depression isn't a disease or a disorder. I mean, it's a disorder, not a disease. But um, it's irresponsible to to speak in, about diseases like that with such broad strokes because there's there's so many specific things about depression and anxiety but in terms of diagnosis absolutely like if you're going to if you're a person that's self-diagnosing or whatever you're whatever you're doing however you're treating it you need to absolutely be careful and you need to not I think it's it comes to, down to not painting with a broad stroke and not going and and really trying to, uh, even though you have some this ailment, not um, just letting that rule your life. You know, um, I think that I think that if if like even for me, there's specific things that I do that I know that trigger. Um, that can trigger depressive episodes, or I think they might trigger it, and I avoid them. I, 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 or I try to do specific things to help me. You know, um, so yeah, there's absolutely things you can do. There's foods you can take. There's things you can not intake. Um, you know, I have really bad allergies, which cause anxiety. Every time I have allergies, I get sick right after. You know what I mean? Like, just there's so many things that you can that you can do. Um, to treat things and we don't I don't understand allergies we don't we don't even completely understand that yet you know what I mean antihistamines don't work for some people they do work for some people so um or why allergies exist there's so many different uh things going on there so you know I think it's just to not think that you know what you're doing you know and to kind of go like do what you can and know that you're always you're you should always be updating your data so to sum up you guys just bunch of babies need to 
man up. No. That's what I'll say. God, no, the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Be sensitive, be sensitive and understanding and, and gathering data and and uh stop drugging your kids. Stop drugging your kids. God damn it. Yeah. I watched uh Vaxed. Oh my god. Did you guys see that? You got to see this yeah, movie. I will. You we'll talk about it. it. We'll we'll watch it for our our I, I'm sorry. I cursed on your podcast. Is it's that fine. okay? It's okay. Good. It's labeled explicit. Oh, it's oh, okay. explicit. Vaxed. Yeah. I haven't I haven't Yeah, it's like the anti-vaxer documentary. Yeah. No, dude, dude. I'm Are you an anti-vaxer? Watch this Holy documentary. Holy shit. No, I'm not an anti-vaxer, but okay. but I will <laughs> definitely not get my kid the MMR vaccine before age 3. Okay. Look, we've got to watch this. <laughs> I don't know what the MMR There's vaccine is. There's a whistleblower. There the is a whistleblower. The measles, mumps, rubella yeah, yeah. vaccine. There is a whistleblower inside the um, Department of Health. Literally, this yeah. is real. Look it up. There's a, there is a whistleblower who came out who said they fabricated one of these studies. Did, didn't you post a link from Amrin.com? Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, exactly. So, so what your, is Amarin? Source checking is a little bad. Oh, no, dude. This Amarin is, is real. American Renaissance, Renaissance. Which is labeled oh, as a hate group. Oh, so the poverty. Everything's labeled as a fucking hate group. Goddamn, <laughs> goddamn Pepe the Frog. No, is a yeah. hate group. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, no, look, I'm telling you, watch this documentary. You, you will not. I mean, sure, maybe these people are kooks, but there really is a guy inside the CDC who has come out and said that there is a link between this one vaccine happening at age 12 months. Mm-hmm. They like tested African-American people for whatever reason. And the there is a correlation between having it at this early time. It's and seven, high blood pressure. You know, it's seven times more likely to for a kid to end up with autism. Ah. If you do it early. I'm telling you guys. Aut- autism is another thing we don't entirely understand so, yet. No, so, it's so like- listen to this. It used to be one in every 10,000 kids yeah. were autistic. Now it's one in 50. That was like a drastic shift. And it coincided directly with the, the recommended schedule of vaccines went up times three. That exact same. Is time. that a shift? Okay, but also, but also don't you think that to a certain extent that's, uh, that's a pulse over-diagnosis yeah, and over-treatment. So we're... we're People are getting more vaccines, obviously, in the last 50 years. More people are getting vaccines. But also, we're, di- we're diagnosing everything. with Like, you could say ADD was caused by vaccines or some shit, you know? like Sure, but I don't know, man. You, you watch the documentary, you see the videos of fucking babies. Like, literally, they go there. It, the, the crazy thing is, the mothers who tell these stories tell the exact same story. They all tell, like, it's not... It's not like they're all, oh, and then later on we found out they have autism. It's always the same vaccine. They always come home and the symptoms start immediately. And the kid starts like banging their head against the wall. I'm telling you, dude. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it too. I'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. 